Hello, podcast listeners. I hope you're well. Today, I want to talk a little bit about hype, how hype can be playing into your small business, some of the things that we want to consider around hype and what we can do or might choose to do. Uh, But before I do this, I need to tell a little story about the Segway. The Segway was the stand-up riding machine with the two wheels and that people tipped forward and it rolled along. Uh, that you may remember back from around 2000. So let's get stuck in. I hope you enjoy this episode. And thank you for listening. This is John Marshall listening to the Access Potential Podcast. So it was originally referred to as the Segway HT, became known as the Segway PT. It was developed originally from a self-balancing kind of wheelchair, which was... Uh, born out of University of Plymouth. It then became the stand-up variation that we all know and love. And the first patent was filed in 1994 for the Segway, granted in 1997. And then another patent came through around 2001. Anyway, while this stuff was happening, the invention, development, the financing of the Segway, the stand-up rolling kind of machine that we've seen uh, on the news and some of us seen in person, I guess, was encapsulated in a book. So I decided to write a book about this thing. But what happened was the information about the product was leaked to the media. It was leaked prior to the publication of the book and it was leaked prior to the launch of the actual product. And what happened was is it led to all the speculation and a lot of excitement around the upcoming Segway. There was so much excitement that people thought this thing was going to be the biggest thing that ever came along. Some people were saying this was going to be bigger than the internet itself. Uh, Steve Jobs was quoted as saying that this was as big a deal as the PC. Uh, And basically, this thing was hyped up into the stratosphere. What happened was the device was unveiled on 3rd of December 2001. After months and months of public speculation, all this craziness, and when it was unveiled, it was out in New York City, it was out on ABC News, it was out on Good Morning America, all these big publications. And then, of course, we know the next chapter. The thing flopped. Well, it certainly didn't reach expectations. It was, of course, nowhere near as big as the internet or as big as the PC, It basically wasn't a big deal. The initial target market segment, which was designed to be upscale consumers uh, to use this thing for transportation, just didn't bother with it. So what happened here? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about this concept of hype today because to understand what happened with the Segway and this pop and flop sort of cycle, we need to dive into what's called the hype cycle. So there was an information technology company that's called Gartner, and Gartner put out this thing called the Gartner hype cycle. And we can look at this series of events that happened with Segway. It happens with uh, a lot of tech companies. It happens with a lot of businesses. happens with a lot of new apps. It happens all, the, all around us. Uh, it has five stages, and the five stages are... The product is released and we have this kind of trigger 
Um, and this is really, you know, super early. This is when you're looking for venture capital. It's when you're looking for those early adopters, the first few people. Uh, at this time, the product's pretty expensive. There's got lots of bugs, lots of issues, and it ramps up and we get this really big peak. This is the hype. This is the, the pop of the hype. This is what we saw with Segway uh, around 2000 when the thing was popping. People are writing books around it. We see hype on the negative side as well with the fear cycle, but this is the peak of inflated expectations. What happens here is mass media is all over this thing that's coming out, whatever that is. Could be a new movie, could be a new book, could be the segue. After this peak of inflated expectations, we get what's called the trough of disillusionment. So this thing slides down as people start to embrace it, but recognize that it's got all sorts of bugs and it's nowhere near as good as what we thought. So what was happening with the segues when this came out is people were continuing to roll around on them, uh, but they were running low on battery. People would continue to ride them until they ran out of battery, and then this would cause a fault with the segue. So it would break, basically break it. And so the trough of disillusionment continues, and then it reaches the bottom, which is, very a lot of people throw hate on it they don't like it then we get what's called the the bounce so the slope of enlightenment and that's where we start to embrace the actual technology for the underlying value of whatever it is and we get to see a little bit of uptake and this thing picks up until we reach the plateau of productivity so why is this all important it's important because this Gartner hype cycle comes along every time anything gets released that's of significance. Every time we see hype around the product service, we typically have a peak of inflated expectations, the trough of disillusionment where people are dis disappointed, and then the longer term uptake begins. So that's kind of all well and good with the segue, and we can see that with the segue. And we maybe even can think of a couple of movies that came out that flopped, similar sort of thing. But what about in our own work as small business owners, as creators? Well, what we can do is look out, look at it and go, okay, whenever we release a product or service or an asset, we have the opportunity to create the hype cycle. We can put a lot of energy into extra publicity, extra hype, extra noise, extra bells and whistles on the front end, which can ramp us up to this peak of inflated expectation, create a little more noise around whatever it is that you're gonna release, your product, your program, your service, um, your new ebook that you've got. But we're forced to then go through the trough of disillusionment before the natural uptake begins. So, What's going on here? Well, the thing is when we look at hype, we recognize that to be involved in the early stages of the hype cycle has a huge energetic cost. So it's actually really taxing on the nervous system, on the physiology to be part of the hype cycle. It also takes a lot of time. It takes uh, time and takes energy as well, mental, emotional energy, and it also takes financial resources to do it too. One, because of time, but two, because a lot of times people use additional advertising or other tools to really ramp up the hype cycle. So what's the takeaway? 
Well, the takeaway is that when we look at, if we were to plot these five stages of the hype cycle out on a graph, we would see that because the time frame, if we had um, uptake on the y-axis and time on the x-axis, we would see that the pop, the peak of inflated expectations around the hype is actually a really short time frame. So the area under the curve, which is like the total uptake, is actually not that much. So what do we mean? Well, what it means is that if we go and hype up our product or our service on the front end, we're only going to get a small percentage over and above what we're going to get in the one, two, three, five, ten year time frame anyway, that it's not typically worth the extra energy. So what's the takeaway? A lot of times I talk to small business owners and one of the biggest challenges that we have is we need to be across all different elements, all different aspects of the business. This includes sales, marketing, delivery, you know, advertising, uh, innovation, all of it. And of course, one of the downsides to this is the lack of energy or the, the tendency for our energy to be diminished or our, our attention to get caught up into small areas that don't really matter so much. And one of these areas is the hype cycle. So if we're already low on energetic capital at the best of times as we work to produce great content, produce great work, um, transform the people that we seek to serve, most of the time we don't have the spare energetic resources to really get involved in the hype cycle. What do we see most new small business owners doing when they start out? Going straight for the shiny objects and getting straight into what's known as the hype cycle, getting involved in the hype cycle. Uh, excessive amounts of social media and engagement, um, a lot of email checking, a lot of um, chasing shiny objects, a lot of just general high energy around the possibility of what may be to come rather than simply getting on with the work. Okay, so if we choose then to avoid the hype cycle, what does that look like? What does that mean? Well, it means that we're choosing to take responsibility of where we allocate our energy, our intention, and our attention. So whenever we engage in a task, we need to ask the question, what are we, what are we doing this for? What's this for? Is this in the best interest of the business or am I getting involved in something that's simply hype because it's attractive and because it releases a few chemical responses and some dopamine in my brain? When we start to move away from the hype cycle, we start getting into long-term creativity, long-term work and long-term transformation. If we want to write a book, if we want to build a program, if we want to build a business, a gym, a studio, whatever that may be, this is going to require a lot of consistency on a longer time frame. We typically won't be able to play at the hype levels while we do this long-term journey. We will simply burn out if we're a sole practitioner, sole trader. So that's basically what I wanted to frame up today is to look at this hype cycle, see how it played out with the segue something that we all know and love. Uh, but then also, you know, bring the cue to look around and notice where else you see this hype cycle playing out. It's in the media on a daily occurrence. Uh, we see it in the landscape as well very frequently. 
It's um, even around small micro trends. When you'll see a micro trend come through your industry, you'll see a lot of hype, and then you'll see the same cycle, uh, trough of disillusionment, and then the long-term uptake, if there's any there as well. So to really look at this stuff, start to see it in the culture, start to see how we're playing a role in it, and then ultimately ask ourselves the question, are we engaging in a hype cycle ourselves? And if so, do we want to take the step, the self-leadership to remove ourselves from this uh, in order to save some energy, generate more energy to do the work that we love and to really focus on the work that's going to get us where we want to go in the long time frame. So the long game, yes, it's about consistency. Yes, it's about persistence, but it's also about awareness to pull ourselves up call ourselves out when we're starting to play into the hype cycle and starting to play that short-term game, which can be taking our attention away from doing what we love. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this little one. I'll see you on the next episode of the Access Potential Podcast.